0: Good afternoon, everyone. James Hicks here. Welcome to another edition of the Digital Collective. We are having part two because part one was so well received of the content creation workflow. And I've got our stellar crew behind the scenes right now, ready to chop it up, ready to give you some best practices, ready to give you some insight and really to dialogue with you as well about how to uh, utilize all these tools, either hardware, software and or services, for those within the content creation uh, ecosystem. I must must say a quick shout out to everyone who's joining. I see that we are utilizing some new technology from Restream, Restream Pairs, and we have actually brought in a couple of our guests streams into this environment as well. So we've got folks coming in from all over the place. So shouts out to you, Stuart Video. .com. Well, you were second to make a comment. Okay, well, you know, you, you were first. <laughs> I brought you up first, so welcome, Stuart. Video uh, in the trading. Hello. Good to have you. Good to have you. And look at this guy right here. We we got the man himself, Mr. John Venturini. Good to have you, sir. Uh, awesome, fun things. I know that guy. I know that guy. Maybe maybe we'll uh, get a chance to talk to them in, in a little bit. But uh, <laughs> uh, And then... The friend of the channel, Laura Williams, always a pleasure to have you here. You know, let's not delay. No one came to see me. Uh, you guys all came to see these stars behind the scenes. So let me just bring them on all together and say welcome. Derek,
1: welcome. welcome,
2: Matt, welcome. and Robert. Howdy.
0: How are you guys?
1: <laughs> Fabulous. Good, hope Fabulous. you're doing well, James. Always well, fun to be here.
0: You know, it's, it's, no, man, it's Friday. It's
1: Friday.
0: We're ready to go. I, see, there we go, right? You, you, Derek, came on already drinking a, a glass of something, some type of <laughs> you know, cab. I, I can't make it know. happen. It's
2: without a little glass of some, you know, Cabernet to get oh. the, the weekend started. So it's right, how we know. roll. I'm on you the West Coast. I'm still here? drinking coffee. So. <laughs> I got you. I'll pour it down from that, from that window. It'll All right, hang to hang that's perfect. <laughs> okay.
0: I love it. I love it. I tell you what. Let let's go ahead, and and I don't want to make any assumptions. I want folks that are chiming in to get a chance to get to know who's on the panel today. So I'm gonna start to my immediate left, and we'll go. We'll start with you, Derek. If you can just tell the folks real briefly that elevator pitch of who Derek Floyd is.
2: All right. Uh, Derek Floyd is a singer, songwriter, composer, uh, technologist, YouTuber. And senior account manager for a company back there. See the big IK logo for IK Multimedia, which is a music technology company. We make products like this thing right here, uh, our Extreme Pro, that help you get sound into your stream, whatever you have, whether it be iPhone, iPad, Mac, or PC. And uh, I also have a YouTube channel called The Beautiful Now Project, which talks about keeping you uplifted, staying encouraged, and living inspired. That's what we do.
0: I love it. I love it. Let's go ahead and swing on over to Mr. Haas
1: excellent matt haas here i am a technology expert and a graphic design expert but i have four youtube channels because i love youtube and i love that it gives you the ability to have an audience with nothing but consumer level gear and something to say with no one in the middle you can have an audience i just love that i teach people to make searchable videos that people watch Not bots, people. (laughs) And that's the secret on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel called All Things YouTube and a whole bunch of other properties that are going to be flipping over here. I I would like to have fun on the internet. So
3: I'm I'm here. (laughs) That could be
1: said wrong. We'll let that go. (laughs) He's a a geek in a
0: good way, and and we love it. So thank you, you, Matt. Appreciate you. Last but not least, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Robert Lee.
3: Well, thank you, James. Thank you very much. So I'm the... (laughs) A founder and the executive video producer of Shalala Productions, where he specializes in creating marketing videos and providing uh, live stream uh, video production uh, on site or, or remotely uh, to help others with their live streaming and their uh, video efforts, especially when it comes to just trying to help get their message out there. So that way, we could help take ease the the uh, challenge of just addressing any technical issues or any logistical, all all the fun stuff. So uh, as as offshoot of that, as uh, on my off time, I always like to. Tinker to try to figure out things, what, make, what things work, what make things better to help, uh, you know, the stream to go well, as well as the, uh, the, the fun stuff of doing a uh, content creation, uh, and also the, as they say, like the push buttons, <laughs> which I think, well will happen later. Don't push
0: any more buttons, because every every time you push a button, something wrong happens. As as with your case, right? See, there, there we go, right? As with your case with Facebook right now. So stop pushing buttons. I just
2: want the cool stuff like that. I, I'm
0: doing jelly. Like five minutes and the show's already gone off the rails. Let's 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 get focused and let's get back into it. So again, part two. And folks, if you got a question for the for the panel, definitely put a cue in front of it so we can address that as we talk. But wanted to go over those high level categories that we had last time. Right. Production tools, best practices and ideas for everyone within the content ecosystem. And this week, I wanted to kind of talk about pre, intra and post stream activities. So talking about what do you do as you're preparing for stream in terms of research, gathering information, uh, sending out an invite to the interviewee uh and, and and creating and preparing marketing promos and things of that nature so let me start off with, with you Derek because you, you weren't here last time and just again what do you you're preparing a stream you've got an idea or you may even already have someone that you want to interview sure what's kind of that workflow that you go through in terms of uh moving forward and, and, and getting that uh on your content calendar so to speak
2: that's a great great question uh the very first thing I do Before I even get started or dive into preparing for the stream itself is get to know the guest. Mm. So I try to do my research on the guest, make sure I have the right information, make sure I have a really great set of questions that will keep the guest engaged and those that are watching engaged. So, you know, that always takes a little bit of prep to make sure you know how the guest is going to feel and make them comfortable. Once I have those questions together, I dial them and send them to the guest right away, normally seven days prior so the guest can feel comfortable how we're going to flow the interview. Uh, after I've got the questions over, then I go into pre-production stage within Ecamm. Um, you know, I write out the script, not not 100%, but a really strong outline of how I'm going to flow through it. And when the script is built, then I can look for images or context where I can put in the scenes. Because of course, with Ecamm, you can, you know, program those scenes into buttons as you go going with Stream Deck. So I basically pre-produce the entire project before he, even gets on, or, he or she gets on the screen. So all my scenes are set up, all my drops and, you know, the okay. lower quarters and all that stuff is already in there. Let, me, the let time, me, hold on,
0: let, let, let me back that up a little bit because because you went into a whole many different avenues right there and and Ecamm, right, I mean, j- just the, the capabilities of that plus the Stream Deck, but I actually want to dial it down just a little bit more because you said, when you, when you gather that research and you gather that information, are you old school pen and paper? Are you using something like just Apple notes? Are you using, you know, you know a, like a platform? <laughs> man, I, I think, notes. you know, we need to have that kind of conversation as well. So folks have an idea of what, what rock stars yeah, like man. you guys are using. Uh,
2: Apple notes. I, I put mm. the person's name at the top. And then okay. I, I, what I Google them. I know that sounds super simple, oh, easy, Yeah. but I want to know, what the world knows about that person. So you put a person's name in Google and everything drops down, Right. whatever the world knows. And then you can kind of gather what's already been said. And then I try to ask the questions that Google didn't know. Okay. So it makes it more engaging. You know what I mean?
0: I got you. Uh, Okay. I apologize for interrupting, but I I, I wanted to again, not make that assumption. So folks, again, because there's so many tools that are out there, right? And and I'm look, I I'm, Guilty of this. I've gone through so many of them over the course of my career, my <laughs> profession <laughs> as well. I'm flipping back and forth now as well, but just wanted to have that dialogue. No, I love so, okay. that.
2: And you know the funny thing, you know why I use Google Not- or why I use Apple Notes is because it's on all my on my devices. And it's so crazy. if I'm somewhere and I got an idea down, yeah. by the time I get home, it shows up on my on my computer. Good point. So I don't have to do a bunch of fumbling around. So like it shows how all about workflow. I got to cut down as much of doing something three or four times as possible. So if I'm putting everything in one space, it's going to be Apple knows because I know it's going to show up on my phone when I'm on the toilet taking down ideas. Whatever, it shows up mm-hmm. everywhere. Yeah, that's
0: that's <laughs> hey, that's real talk right there. So we can real, folks. Think
2: <laughs> on the toilet. Let's just be real. <laughs>
0: yes, sir. So, that's where
3: the real work gets done. I hear you. Pretty
0: much <laughs> There you
2: <laughs> go. See, Robert There he goes. Knows when the show's gone more, off the rails like, again. There we go. We're in the toilet. And now. then I get to the office, and it's right there. So that, that's how it works.
3: Good one, James. <laughs> awesome. But,
2: uh, yeah, that's definitely the pre-production work of getting that together, and 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 really building, building out the whole segment before I get to stream deck before I get to Ecamm, that the thing is like, it's like a storyboard, like you do when you're doing a marketing campaign, I build the storyboard first before I even get over there. And once the storyboard storyboard is built, then it's built into Ecamm. I I really like to do as much pre-production as possible. So when I hit done, it's Mm. ready to go. I don't want to do I I try to do as least as possible once I hit done.
0: Got gotcha, you. Got gotcha. you. We're going to dive into some more of that as we continue down the conversation because you brought up some hardware and some technology that, yes, I think resonates with 99.5% of the folks out there in the content creation world. The stream deck, yeah, it may just be hotkeys, but those hotkeys really make our lives so much easier. Maybe so we'll talk difference. into that in, in a minute. Uh, Matt, what about you? I know you've got a little bit more of a complex configuration, but you've actually made it very straightforward and very, very simple for for what you do. Let's talk a little bit about that.
1: Yep, I am a business analyst in my day job. Don't tell anybody, but basically I make sure everything's done better, faster, cheaper. And I too have streamlined things as much as possible. Um, I'm a Google docs freak. I love (laughs) Google docs. They're super shareable. You know, you can collaborate, so I I do lean on that heavily. As far as guests go, I only have guests on my YouTube one time a year. Okay, <laughs> and it's wow. a rotating. Um, I have many guests. Each co-host has five minutes, and we complain about technology during the um, airing of grievances for Festivus. <laughs> so I have a Festivus show, but the tech I use is Google Forms. So if anyone wants to come on my show that has a camera and a microphone, you you give me your name and email address and I'll schedule you in and that's how I handle my guests. But Hmm. Google Docs, every time I go live, I have some sort of outline and bullet points. I will never go live. Just turn it on and go. That's a fool's game. Hmm. Even seasoned professionals that have been doing this for decades always have something prepared. It just takes you to that next level instantly. So I'm a big bullet point type of person. Um, I do use notion notion is a free online database, uh, relational database, and it could be whatever that you want it to be. A lot of people use it for calendar for to do's and for content management. I built mine out with a content management focus, but I also have a few planning steps in there. But I never throw anything away. Every (laughs) video I've created, I have archived in multiple places and I have all the supporting material, all of the layered Photoshop files. I don't throw anything out. And you have to know where all of this stuff is. So that's what I use Notion for. But piggybacking on top of that, I have some steps where I can do development and then actual published. And so Notion kind of keeps me um, on track. Now I'm not sharing notion with anyone. If I needed to sh- collaborate, collaborate with someone on a design project, I would probably use something else. And I've used some other things in the past, but, um, yeah, but okay. Google docs, baby. I can't say enough. old school good
0: about See, and that, that's docs. kind of where, where I'm at in, in between. Right. So in, in terms of needing to collaborate with folks, so sharing topics and agendas like, like with you three, right? I, I wanted to share kind of the high level run of show with, with you and bounce back and forth between a couple of platforms that kind of met the need, but didn't really meet the need and trying to make it as seamless for, for, for you, the guests was really where I was having some, some, I'm going to use a big word here, consternation. I don't even know how to spell Ooh. it, but I think it means something. So now you got to spell it. I, well, look, it's Friday. I'm just going to throw that out there and I'm not going to say it ever again in my life. Uh, 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 here's uh, here's
1: uh, something to consider. One more thing, if I could. Yeah. People likely have a Google account. So there's no, here's a new system, here's a mm. new service, go yeah, sure. make an account, blah, blah, blah. People already have a Google account. So that's gives it a leg up.
0: No, that's a good point, and and storage space within the Google ecosystem. If you ever do need to upgrade, is pretty pretty cheap. Dollar ninety nine a month. Yeah, Come it's, on. It's, so that that's a good point there. That's that's a good point. Uh, I like what 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 ended saying right here. Yeah, Google Docs for me, even Google Site Builder is great for a free website. That's true. That's true. Google they make all their money that they're the pockets are full at Google because they sell ads <laughs> on everything else. You know, they, they own the entire internet, but so they can make all these phenomenal <laughs> product. It, it is, it is what it is. Right. So, and idiot we should take idiot. advantage of it. Robert, what about damn, you, man? Let's talk, let's talk, let's, talk about, let's talk about what you got, brother.
3: Well, I mean, it's it pretty much kind of reiterate what f- folks have been talking about with Google docs. I know like with, with you and, and Matt you Newfer know, first saying, I had a lot of trouble trying to figure it out. I'm getting better, but, uh, <laughs> But it's—I just like the the whole idea of just having something accessible. That uh, well, one thing it's uh, easy on the budget for sure. But mm-hmm. another thing is just the the means of having the ability to just to share the, the document and just have other people have access to be able to either update uh, a, a run of the show uh, or just a, a show notes just to help things manageable well for the pre production. I mean, <laughs> with with the old scoop uh, examples like. This is just like pronounced from uh, of I have of uh, yesterday's show of from the Google Docs, and it's just like what uh, Derek's talking about, just to be able to kind of like map out as to like what assets we're using uh, for the show, and just kind of give like a rough timeline, maybe like an outline form as that where the where some of the assets are being shown, whether it's uh, like an animation intro or just kind of like help organize like the topics. It's it's a delicate balance between you want to be organized as to like help have the show go fairly smoothly but you don't want it to take away from the spontaneity in terms of how the conversation goes so uh so to that point it's just a matter like to provide the the framework and the structure in terms of being organized but not so much the case where it's like down to the minute of saying okay we're gonna talk about xyz only for this much and then we're gonna have you talk so uh so yeah so it's it's just a matter of just being able to be aware of the uh, the surroundings the situation as to how everything unfolds
0: let me let me ask you this thing, and and for for all three of you how much of what you use in notion and our Google docs and our apple notes is is repeatable and is automated right I mean do, do you have to recreate that run of show from top to bottom each and every time or is it is it more of like a template? type of scenario where you can just plug in, this is who I'm interviewing. This is their their, their headshot, that, that kind of thing. And you've already got it kind of laid out, or do you have to recreate that document every single time you, you do a show?
1: Um, I'll jump in. My notion does backflips, baby. It is, it is very templated, very auto fill. I have to do hardly any button pushes in notion. And then as far as the run of show, I've got my shows sort of down now. And I have my outline, which is a growing document. I have a document with 167 shows on it. It's a huge document, okay. but at the top, I have my run of show and I just copy it, paste it, and then delete the run of show below. And I have my outline and I always, and I print out my Google docs and I have them just page one. You, you don't want to send the whole document to the printer because it'll print all day long. So I always have to do page one of one. Or
0: page, yeah, remember because it's the ink that you pay for. You don't pay for the printer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
1: so yeah, Note, Notion does backflips, and I just keep copying and pasting my run of show in my massive Google document where I have my show notes, and it's just a. a so if I ever want to go back, I have everything I talked about in one doc. That's about it for
0: me. That's so, pretty sweet. Actually. Yeah, that that's that's so I, I like that. Now, do you take advantage of the mobile environment as well? Because I know Notion has a mobile environment. And see, again, that I'm I'm coming back. I'm being selfish. I'm I'm trying to find honestly a platform for myself that works that allows me to not have to recreate the wheel every single time. That's repeatable and is is portable. Right so I can I can actually work on the document when I'm not sitting in front of my laptop or I'm not sitting in front of the Mac mini. I'm at the coffee shop, I got my phone with me and I can plug in some data. Are, the mobile app for Notion. Is that Never tried it. Okay, interesting. Okay. Because
1: Notion doesn't run my entire life. I I use it for show prep and I'm yeah. usually here sitting down in front of my computer. But hey, you got the wheels turning. Maybe I'll fire that puppy up and try it out.
0: Give them I've two days, folks. Man will have something yeah. fired up in, in, in 48 hours, right?
1: Yeah. I, and I would throw in, you
2: know, Apple Notes is pretty flexible. You know, yeah. I have a doc that just says outline notes. And then it's got a, it says outline in the middle, images, um, question ideas. And so it's, it's separating that space and that lives on my phone or my computer. So if I'm at the coffee shop and I'm jotting down, I jot down ideas or jot down the questions. If I see an image, it's something popular, I can drag it, drop it right into Apple Notes. And when I get back, it's ready to go. So I, I just, Apple Notes isn't super um, intuitive, I guess. It's just simple. And for me, I just need to get in and out.
0: Kind of like Google I, Keep. I, right. right seems, just, I
2: just need a scratch pad. Okay. So for me, a scratch pad is all I need because I'm, I'm normally somewhere else and I can just jot it down. And I, I just love having it right when I land and I can finish my thought process. So it just keeps it simple. I don't, I'm not as cool as Matt where I have all the stuff from, from all the questions i've asked i do tend to keep some of the 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 bigger episodes like if i interview a celeb or something i try to keep those so i can go okay if i got to go back to that or look up a question i keep them but i should be like matt and log them all it's kind of a good way to think about it uh, you know it it Sounds like it's a lot more work, Matt, but I probably should be able, be able to do that. And well, all
0: that I, I tell you what, let me, I, I see Matt raised his hand like he was in class because he had something he want to talk about. But I, I have to, I have to do this and have to pause the show right now and give shouts out to Trading because this is, ever since I've been monetized, this is the first official Super chat that I have gotten while going live, nice. so so track appreciate track. you, man. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you, sir. We, we we I appreciate you very much. That that means yes. I'm, I'm bringing value, hopefully, to the the community. Oh, and Robert's got his fire that that's paused. I, I'm so, mean, so, I mean, you're so, bringing the fire,
3: God. so it's only appropriate. So. And he's gonna he's gonna want, want his money back up. now. <laughs> don't don't that's do that. <laughs> okay. Appreciate
0: you, sir. Appreciate you. Who Thank you very much this? for that.
3: The
0: props. What? Go go ahead, man. Give my props. Okay.
1: See. Derek got me thinking about the ease of use when I'm out and about. I use Apple's to do list. What's it called? Uh, Apple reminders reminders is what it's called. reminders. Yeah. And I have not used reminders for very long and I can hit my Siri button and just speak something and timestamp it. And it just, it's a way to instantly capture itty bitty bits of thoughts. It's pretty simple. But the simplicity is powerful. Yeah. And um, that's, you, know, you can't do a whole show in reminders. But it, if I'm out and about and I have a thought, I will say, remind me in two hours, blah, 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 blah. And yeah. it's, it's there.
0: I love it. It's I love awesome. it. Quint, I see your comment here. I've started this as a favorite. We're going to come to that because I want to, I want to cover a couple of things. But just just shouts out. I see you, brother. And we are definitely going to get into that because that's a, that's a great question about um Preparing for what, what if, what happens when you're live? Oh, let, let me ask you guys about, so we talked about the notes. We talked about pr- the prep part. Do you actually use and take advantage of a content calendar? I know, I know it's a, it's a great idea. And, and this falls under the best practices uh, piece of kind of the categories that we're talking about. Do you actually use? Mine's
1: a five second <laughs> reply. I have notion and sometimes you can view the content in a calendar format does the trick for me. That's all I do notion.
0: Okay. Okay. What content
1: calendar in what
2: form James? Like, I mean, I use iCal and it doesn't really, I plug in the stuff on my, I plug in the specific auto things I need to remember. Like on Thursdays of my stream, I have those auto populated on Mondays. I have my life hacks come out auto populated, but you mean, just to see what's happening in the month or so just i mean kind of, kind of
0: kind of like, like a planning mechanism right so beginning of of december you say i i want to do a show where i'm going to do a show these days i've got this particular uh, potential guest i want to post some micro content on instagram on tiktok and you actually kind of plan out that calendar mm. utilizing a, a tool robert i know you use something like uh you use social b i use a platform called uh what is it called? Content Studio. There's Hootsuite. There's a lot of these platforms that allow okay. you to kind of have a, it. Canva has it now actually, right? Canva actually okay. has a content calendar integrated into that platform, but yeah, okay. do now you, you got use me. something like that and find value in, in yeah. thinking ahead? And, and, and it's not a loaded question, right? It sounds like it may be loaded, yeah. but, but of actually having something planned ahead where on Wednesday at eight yeah. o'clock AM, I'm going to push out this TikTok video that talks okay. about the show coming up. Now I get
2: the question. Up. I use Hootsuite faithfully. All my content goes into that, all the schedule across the month. So like everything for the rest of this month is already up there. So everything coming from everything coming from all my platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, all of it's set up in there. So it all goes out. So by the time I've pre-produced content, the only thing that doesn't go out there is the live event, but the live premium comes out or the live promo goes out. So everything is scheduled in there from the get. I would, I would die without Hootsuite. Wow. There's just too many platforms to keep track of too much to, to know what's going on. And when I get done plugging everything in the month, I can look at the month and say, okay, I'm light on two minute interviews. Yeah. I could probably use a couple of image ones here. You know, I can pull back and see and manage the month rather than just manage the day or the week.
0: So let, let, let's, before I go on to the, to stick thing. And I, I want to, again, not assume something and let folks know you, you, you're vested in Hootsuite, right? Hootsuite oh, yeah. started out as a relatively less expensive platform, but Hootsuite, you actually, there's a monthly, annually kind of subscription yep. that comes with that. So if you want to use that platform, folks, like something like that, or a Sprout Social, because I know Sprout Social is out there as well, it's going to cost you a little bit. So put it to work. Don't just use that. Don't just have it installed yeah. on your machine without utilizing yeah. that. So I want to put that out there as well. And shout out to Gary guys. Gary Jones Jr. is in the building. Let Come me, let me let me, let me, let me, let me, let yeah. me drop him. Appreciate you too, sir, coming through, showing support for the family. Um, you know, that's what we do, man. We we just out here trying to provide some value and bring some quality content to you. So, thank you very much, sir, as well. Um, Robert, what about you? Do you use? Well, I, I mentioned that you use Social Bee. So, talk to us a little bit about your efforts with Social Bee.
3: Yeah, I, I mean, the infrastructure is in place where I can use Social Bee to whether if I know well ahead of time as to uh, what the content is for the show, then I can kind of map out as, okay, do I want to do like a, a quick live stream to promote the show to plug it? Or do I want to promote the show, whether it's like a, uh, like a teaser kind of a, a mm-hmm. doc or or maybe a combination of such, um, but uh but so at, at the very least, I know like the structures in place to be able to do that. I think then it's just usually just a challenge of just trying to find like what content uh, that we're pushing out in terms of the timing to be able to, to utilize it. Sometimes like some shows may come together fairly quickly. that I don't have a chance to be able to utilize it. And so, but if, but if, when I do have a show where I have it like three or four weeks in advance, then it gets the creative juices flowing. Like, okay, I can schedule this post that go at this time of day. Yeah. Uh, and then just knowing where I'm going, like, where we know like LinkedIn is, is a different audience as it is to like a a Twitter, Facebook that modify the message or just maybe doing some testing. Okay. Maybe I should try testing uh, a text post there versus one that's more uh, visual intense and, and planning quarterly. So, uh, but yeah, it really, it really start, it just really, I think what really boils down to is the, the timing. As to when I know I have all the, the information, the materials as to what we're going to be, have for the show to be able to plan in advance. So, okay, uh, so there's a lot of str- strategy involved to to be able to make it work.
0: Makes sense. Makes sense. So I ended with you consciously, Matt, because you have a handful of channels. You, you, you've got a good book of, I'm gonna call it book of business, right? So how, how do you <laughs> manage that book of business, uh, in terms of that that planning aspect? Yeah. You use notion to do all of the framework and do all of that planning piece, but know plotting stuff on a whiteboard or plotting stuff on on this content calendar do you do do something like that
1: well i am more of a track what i have done rather than forecast what i will do now i do forecast so i usually have a few objects on there of thoughts and ideas across my four youtube channels i do not (laughs) recommend more than one youtube channel maybe two if there's a business reason to have two but that's a rare don't be like me you know sometimes people say hey matt (laughs) i launched a second channel my response is always congratulations you have my deepest condolences (laughs) hard work so um yeah man but I, i i i get i'm kind of like that cartoon dog like squirrel <laughs> Squirrel. <laughs> a lot of so, us are in
0: in this world right a lot of us especially in, in this ecosystem a lot of us are
1: well I, i'll get hot on something like i want to build something awesome in my wood shop and i'll just pour my efforts into that or maybe there's an awesome song i just did like uh led zeppelin stairway to heaven that i want to put on my piano channel and i'll just focus on nailing that performance and i'll just I'll, I'll jump around i have my standing live streams across some of my channels so that kind of keeps keeps it going but i will i i will just put a few things down across a few of my channels in notion just so i have it recorded and i'll market planning or in development depending on how far i'm into it and then um and then I'll i'm at the point where I'm not starving for things to do, I have so much to do. Okay. Like that's not my problem. My problem is choosing what to do next. <laughs> so
0: choosing. what, I don't know if that and, answered your question. Well, 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 you didn't, but that, but that's all right. And because again, we're we're looking at, and I'm gonna put you big because you know right behind you, you've got all of your channels going across your your big screen there. And oh question. yeah, well, I'll put, I got this too. So these are all the. It's it's yeah, not like you're that. bored. Right? Chill all off. Some things, Chill all off. things,
3: YouTube,
0: <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> piano, awesome. You know, this guy is, you, there's 24 hours in a day, you sleep one of them. And, and <laughs> outside of that, you're, you're lucky, creating content. That's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Uh, let me go back to Quint's question right here, and then we'll move, move forward. But he was saying, tons of discussion about prep. Wonder how you account and prepare for bandwidth, lag, crash issues during live streams. Best strategies to adjust on the fly. Um, Quint, love question. I am a stickler for 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 verbiage, though. I'm in the I'm in the uh, enterprise technology field, so we're going to scratch that word lag, and we're going to say latency. Sorry, I love you, brother, but <laughs> I know what you meant. But let's let's talk about that, right? I mean, we're live, right? I'm right now. We're streaming to YouTube, Twitter. Facebook, multiple pages on Facebook, multiple Twitter locations, multiple YouTube pages. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to Twitch or not. Maybe going going to a website as well. So streaming on HicksNewMedia.com. A lot of places looking at the bandwidth uh, statistics right now. It's I got a great Internet pipe. So it, there, there's no issue for the stream coming and we're streaming in 4K. Right. So so there is a whole different thing that's happening right there. Just streaming at, at that and uh, higher, higher bandwidth. So something like a LinkedIn can't even take a 4K stream. Mm-hmm. LinkedIn cuts you at, at 1080p, 30 frames per second. But, you know, the, in terms of accounting for that, what I'll do and then I'll, I'll turn it over to, to you, Derek, we'll start with you. is just really. Knowing that it's going to happen. Just just having that mental frame of mind that something is going to happen either someone's going to have an issue with their audio someone's gonna have a an, an issue with their video and having that the contingency having it that actually that scene is actually built into the show I actually have different scenes and overlays just in case Derek goes out or just in case Robert goes crazy and starts putting up weird graphics or so whatever the case would be right so I we a all lot of Robert times are producing that guy. You know, a lot of times a producer will actually have those contingencies built into the environment just in case, because it's going to happen. It's insurance, right? It's just like how you pay for insurance. Uh, so planning ahead for that and being being aware that something like that is going to happen. But uh, I'll, I'll I'll dive in more as well. But Derek, let me let me go with you, man, and talk to us about what you do in terms of planning just in case things happen, uh, your system crashes uh, or whatever the case may be.
2: I'm definitely with Matt. I know Matt was mentioning, you know. Always go with an Ethernet, you know. Go hardline. Do not ever go Wi-Fi. And that's the first rule mm-hmm. of thumb on any live stream. Never, ever. One more time. Ever. One more time. Ever. <laughs> go <laughs> Wi-Fi. Just, it's just not that reliable. Don't trust it. I don't care if they tell you it's the best Wi-Fi in the world. I, pff, no. Give me a hard line every time. Uh, number two, I always run a speed test to yep. see how my my my. my Direction is going back and forth. How might my, 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 my uh, give me the right terminology there, Mr. Hicks? I'm trying to test my my uh, internet speed, but what's my right terminology? So I say it right. Oh, essentially, uh, is
0: you, you're just trying to test your, your latency and, and your, your like, upload and like, your download speed, right? Yeah, just how, to, how, what, how fast I'm it's coming out. I want to
2: make sure I'm getting the maximum I can get mm-hmm. that, I'm, that I'm paying for. And uh, the second thing I do, or third thing I do, is I turn off everything else in the house. So if everybody else is on the internet somewhere, they're direct. Come on now, everybody in the house. Well, that, that's double device. protection
0: because you're not Come always on. you're not completely off of Wi-Fi a lot of times. So if someone's right. streaming Netflix get and YouTube the, in the house, get you, you off got the it.
2: internet. Don't <laughs> be watching a movie. Don't be farting around in the office. Get off my internet so I can make sure I have everything <laughs> I can get from that. Come on, help me out, y'all. Y'all know I'm telling. No, no you. Robert, i, I you're, you're out there. We're not. Experience. We're Everybody's you're not telling anything that's not
0: true. That's that's true.
2: So, now, now, once all that's in place and I've got the stream coming in like you, James, I have a couple of contingency plans, if something doesn't go or the internet fails, or their internet fails, I have a couple of scenes that, that I can pop up that will segue into something, maybe a quick video or 30 seconds, something that will carry us over while I fix the internet. Um, you know, my wife actually has a small little uh, one of those internet, I want to call it high speed internet do- that boxes that you can take with you it's like portable. Uh, and that's always nearby. So if I got to do a stream, I can flip to that. If something happens with my signal, that's another signal in the house. Oh, so okay. So a Wi-Fi. Signal. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's a super cool little box. I mean, it's, it's Wi-Fi, so you're struggling. But at the same time, if I, if I go completely down, I have a second source that's not tied to anything in the house that I can drop into quickly yeah. and come on board. So
1: that's what I would do for sure. Dr. Huss. Everything is on a universal power supply or UPS for short, not oh, the
0: delivery. So that's so when, good. <laughs> yes.
1: When and if there's ever a power outage, because I have a little alarm when yeah. there's no power, 11 nice. of these things ring throughout my home. It's really <laughs> annoying. Um, so, and I, I I will reboot occasionally. I don't always reboot, but I'll do that. Always make sure you're on Ethernet and Wi-Fi is, is down. I do have the ability to connect to my phone's internet through mm-hmm. its hotspot service through my, through my carrier. Mm-hmm. So that could be a problem, but internet issues usually don't plague me, you know, knock on wood. Things that trip me up is I'm streaming to the wrong service. Like I don't have eCam set to the right output. I'll be going to Facebook rather than YouTube or I won't uh-huh. be going to restream. <laughs> so that trips me up. Sometimes I'm muted. That trips me up. So I have a list of 18 items I do before I go live. Eight check of them, yep. eight of them are outside of Ecamm, my streaming software. So this things like the lights and things like that. And then eight of them are things in Ecamm that I go through and I and I check. And that minimizes the risk something's gonna happen. Doesn't eliminate it but it minimizes
0: it. That is a perfect segue because that's obviously the next conversation from about a tech check. But I want to let uh, Robert chime in as well because there's one thing that no one's mentioned yet that, again, it, it's so simple that that really helps that folks need to keep in mind as well. So, Mr. Lee, how about you?
3: Well, maybe the answer may be a segue uh, to the tech check. Is just the uh, the ability to take advantage of, of your pre-production of just identifying what assets, resource you need for your production. So that way, if you can tr- troubleshoot as to what potential uh, problems may cause that you have a t- chance to iron out of it. In addition to that, I always love to have like a redundancy. So like, for example, I'm using these uh, behind the ear headphones, but if these were the, if you pardon the expression, crap out. I have another headphone ready to go to be able to pop in. So that way we won't get any feedback from anything else going on. If the camera had crapped out here, I've got a camera behind this camera that I could uh, get ready to go. The, the, the plug in. So that way we wouldn't have a, a problem uh, with the a, a video connection. Um, I have like a, a different reference monitor so that uh, if one were to go down, I have another one back up. It's overkill, but, as they say, anything can happen will happen. So you want to be able to try to safeguard and minimize any unnecessary anxiety of, uh, of your live stream by having things ready to go to be able to keep the, uh, the live stream going. And to your point of tech checks, I mean, a lot of it, when you do that before the show, it helps you trust try to like uh, nail down any potential issues. Like uh, Matt had mentioned before, like, you know, there could be issues with the audio or video like being mute. Like uh, yesterday's show, uh, I was fortunate that uh, Matt caught a show that I, I did yesterday uh, with another co-host and the audio went <laughs> And so, uh, luckily, uh, t- as a backup plan, wh- what I had done was I had used vMix uh, to d- use, run the production, fed it into Restream so that if for whatever reason, if something were to go wrong, I still would have the ability to be able to push a video out because uh, my co-host, I could have send uh, a Restream link that they could be able to get into the show, establish another connection into the video, have them go on, and then I could at least go behind the scenes and put the fire out as while she's going on. So it's like little that, things like that to just be able to plan ahead, to just try to yeah. figure out like where the problems are to be able to just be proactive, to be act, to be able to keep the, the show going. And then when all else fails, it's always good to have like a, if you don't have like a backup stream, cause that is quite an investment to have something like that. If you have like a, another channel or another avenue to pipe the stream, then it may not be a perfect solution, but at the fact that you at least can direct audience members to go to another, Uh, channel to watch the show it'd be a disruption as to where they're watching at least you can keep the show going not an ideal solution but at least you have something in place so a lot of it is like through repetition through different scenarios of where the problem could could come up you know you get that much better as to how to handle it to be able to do the next show better
0: yeah appreciate that but you 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 touched on something that i'm gonna call kind of a 201 level uh, situation there about having a backup environment Running, So just in case something goes wrong within your, your infrastructure, right? Still, still having the audio coming in through a hardware or a software platform. So you still have a clean show, right? Just, just because it's not going out to, to YouTube or to wherever the case may be, you're, you're using some infrastructure. Like I'm using roadcaster pro and I'm, I'm actually recording everyone's individual audio channel right now, separately onto my roadcaster. So if I use your word, if I crap out. Oh well, and when I cut this up into micro content, I can pull Derek out, I can pull you out, I can pull Matt out, and still have that clean audio segment. So, so that's a, I'm gonna call it a 201 kind of 301, a higher level type of a conversation that you should definitely put yourself out there. You got, you gotta buy me a coffee, or or you got some type of a. Uh, Service that you offer through Shalala to actually coach folks on that, because that, that's an interesting thing. And that, that's actually something that folks should not take lightly of if they're looking at doing content creation and want to ensure that that stream is reliable and uh, yeah. is out there.
3: I appreciate. It. No, I mean they could. Uh, reach I'm trying out to make you. Me. I'm
0: trying to make you some extra Christmas cash there. Right, right, right. take it. Bro. I, just, I, I just. I just do the softball no, I, at you.
3: I appreciate. It. Okay. No, I was gonna say like they can always contact me uh, through my website, the uh, the schedule appointment, and uh, just imagine just having that go. conversation, to understand what what the challenge is to be able to work out a plan, or at least uh, to walk through it, because the the best thing to learn is just to be able to do it hands on, and and I find it that if you're able to do it like a one on one, or at least uh, create a a. a uh, a scenario where you can map out or try to simulate the problem to be able to ha- have something tangible to be able to work with is it, always a nice thing like uh i know like
0: now um, you're now you're milking yeah. it dude see yeah <laughs> okay just, now you're just milking but, the whole situation okay just just, just but, take the flowers yes. that i gave gave you men and, and put <laughs> them on the table we're, hey, we're,
2: hey, we're, can, we're... can i ask matt a question before we move off from this thing sure. super important um because you brought up something that you said what if the stream that you set up in restream or like it fails and you have it connected to you're using ECAM and you didn't set up the right direction to go out. Like when you set up ECAM and uh, maybe everyone that doesn't use ECAM, but there's a section of ECAM where it, it asks you to choose a destination. And if you've pre-set up in restream where that's going to go, that destination shows up in ECAM. Correct, Matt. So when I when I when I use restream. I will set up my live streams, usually a month out. So I know where they're going to be. I use all the application there, put the images up, put the copy up. It's all there. And I say I say restream. I'm going to have a live stream on YouTube December 9th. So in restream, it shows up. And when I open up YouTube, it's already there. Right. And then when I open up Ecamm, hit destination. That destination is chosen there for me already Correct. there. Do you have do you use that, Matt? And how does that and has and has that happened where you went to that destination, but it stopped and you couldn't get back on that stream?
1: Well, the, the thing is, you have to make the destination choice properly, mm-hmm. because right. when I first got on Restream, I set up Restream and I was going to go live now like I didn't pre schedule right. it. And right. then I went over to Ecamm and I hit go live. And it wasn't working, I was gonna open a ticket. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you have to choose restream in Ecamm as the yes. destination. Yeah. But I've never run in, I think your question is, how do you fix something on the fly? No, if you go to the wrong thing, you have to shut it down and start over, as far as I know. Uh, Pretty yeah. much.
0: Pretty yeah. Because
1: I've, I've launched one from ecam and forgot to hit the destination.
2: And then the restream was going and it was going, I'm like, oh my God, it's going to the wrong place. No one's going to see the stream. I'm like, oh, it's all crashed down. Well, so time, I had to jump I, back in real quick
1: and tell everybody. Time I, went live, I went live one time and there was no one in the chat. I'm like, what's going on here? Here I was just recording in eCam. I, like, <laughs> I didn't even
0: choose yourself. a destination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so- <laughs> yeah. There the you go, right? List, so there, there's, there's some talk right there about, you the know us getting caught in our our, in in ourselves the thing that i was i was wanting to see if someone brought up was really about your chrome browser or your your internet browser and all the multiple tabs making sure Mm -hmm. that those tabs that are not necessary are closed because Mm -hmm. especially something like chrome which is a resource hog just Mm -hmm. every single they say they're working on performance but they're not right (laughs) It's it's just not right when when you've got um video playing on a particular tab when you when you're trying to monitor maybe your stream and another tab you got youtube open that's mm-hmm. pulling a lot of resources from you and if you don't have that really high internet pipe going up that's going to take all of the resources because it's trying it's trying to allocate that so that, that's one that i would add to again just making sure that issues while going live don't don't really affect you so
1: the modern yeah. the modern max have really minimized the problem of application resources. not talking resources as an internet pipe, but, you know, hogging True. computer resources has really minimized that. But from my show, I'll quit Chrome and call it back up. And then only open the tabs I plan on sharing yes. during the show. Like I'll have my website <laughs> up, my Patreon, my um, Facebook group, because I like to pop over to them mm-hmm. and I'll just shut everything down. Mostly just for, to have a clean experience but i'm also doing it because each tab is taking up resources so good point. I, I will do that that's a good, good point good point that and used we, to be a big problem under the intel architecture it's definitely. less of a problem now
0: m1 max are so much better mr natividad good to see you sir i like your question here how do you handle and filter negative feedback thinking about creating instructional videos for markmanship so that's man Having a moderate. Let's talk to the guy who's got four or five uh, YouTube channels first. Let's yeah. let's let's go into that because I know and I've seen you deal with trolls and dude unsavory love- comments. Let's go. <laughs> I love
1: this question. I love this question. Um, here's the thing. I put stuff out in the world that I think is going to be helpful and. I put out stuff that I hope people can follow my adventures as I figure things out and just try and learn and just share the process. So I'm not putting stuff out with the intention of hurting someone or degrading mm-hmm. someone or bringing someone down or putting something over. So any negative feedback that comes my way, it just it rolls right off my back. I, I it does not bother me one single bit. I, I j- you just don't let it bother you. I'm I'm untouchable as far as that. I just think. Oh, well, you, you have a problem with this. Okay. I can't please everybody. <laughs> I'm, I'm not out to please everybody. I'm out to share what I'm sharing. And if you want to come along for the ride, I hope you find it enjoyable. And mm. I've gotten some crazy, I, I've got yelled at for the dumbest things. Does I don't, I don't lose a wink of sleep. Someone said, I'm downvoting your video. Cause you used plywood. You should have used solid wood. I got complaints that my fingernails were too clean. Someone didn't like my fingernails. I mean, th- you can't go at it trying uh, to not have people be mad at you. It's don't even try. It's just, yeah. I don't know. Have have they a thick skin.
0: All. Right. And, and know that uh, you, you know, you're not winning unless you got some trolls and some haters out there. You know?
1: I, I have one little catchphrase I say in my head when, when, when I, when I have a hater and it has some bad words, but I'll censor myself. I'm just like, <laughs> F that mother
0: effer. There you go. My goodness. That's what there you got to go. say to
1: yourself. I are you, have to put who that explicit
0: uh, tag on, on this one. That's, that's what I have to say. Let, Thanks,
1: me, let, me, go to,
0: let me go to you, Derek, man, because you, you've got a lot of shows, right, as well. And you you interview, yeah. you, you talk about a lot of different topics, you know, similar to, to what I do. And I'm just wondering, that, again, when, when you got someone who doesn't agree with your, your methodology or what you're talking about, how, how do you deal with that?
2: First of all, I, I, I just want to say props to Matt for managing four different YouTube channels, you must be insane and glutton for punishment. I have three segments <laughs> on one YouTube channel, and it's plenty for me to do to keep up those three segments. So you are out of your friggin mind. But hey, good I'm not you. disagreeing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, negative comments. The first thing I always say, hey, thank you for your input. I appreciate uh, the things that you're saying. I may mean, not always agree, but I really appreciate how you're coming out with that. Mm. Um, let's talk offline. Maybe we can get together with a solution. Please email me your information so I can get back with you right away. Done. Because I find that if I can diffuse that person and let them speak their piece, but I don't have the time to let them spill the entire negativity on the show, then it's, hey, thanks for your input. I really appreciate that. I may not agree with that, but I'd love to talk with that further offline. Please email me at XYZ so we can talk about that. That at least lets that person be heard. He doesn't continue his rant. And I, and sometimes their discussion is valid. Sometimes it's something I should think about or consider. So it gives me the ability to think about it later. That's how I handle it.
0: So you actually care. huh? Well, well <laughs> it's,
2: it's like, I have to be able to decipher. Uh, I always use the sift method. Someone's going to pour a bunch of dirt on my stuff, but sometimes mm. in that dirt, there's gold. And if I can sift it, Come that on. I might now. find something in there. Okay. But if I don't, I don't have time to sift in the middle of a show. So let me sift it later. That okay. gives me time.
0: I like that. There you go. Make it plain there. Like my like my, my pastor always used to say, make it plain. I, I like That's that shit, for sure. Okay. And it,
2: and it solves that person from walking away angry from my show. Yeah. He was at yeah. least heard. I didn't cuss him out. I didn't give him any negative feedback. I, I listened to what he had to say. And the guy can't go away going, Well, he didn't even talk. He can't say any of that. He said, Well, he thanked me. He appreciated what I said. You know, he he has nothing to go against with me negatively because I handled him in a positive light.
0: Good point. Good point. Robert, what about you? How, how do you deal with the, the haters, the trolls, the off-topic comments, right? That Or someone's trying to take you off of your game kind of thing.
3: I mean, pretty much what um, Matt and Derek said pretty much uh, is uh, uh, I would agree with. I mean, the only thing I would add is that the the unusual – types of posts like the bot just span where like it has nothing to do with your topic mm-hmm. and they're just like like soliciting whatever. And so <laughs> it's just a matter of like I mean I, I don't I be, I think because of the nature of the language or just because of how it, it was inappropriate. I mean those are things I, I just have the to, to remove just because it it absolutely has nothing to do with the topic. And yeah. it just I I just it just doesn't bring any uh any value or any relevancy to it. So um so i mean that's that's the only thing i thing i can add is just that if if the content there is not so much trolling but just either non-sequit or or just even um just a, a gross uh conduct yeah. Yeah. uh it's just the things just to watch out for so um gotcha. but but that that's that's the only thing i i could add, add to what the other gentlemen have said
0: makes sense makes sense so so that i guess long story short david um it's going to happen you're going to, you're going to have Uh, people who disagree with what you're putting out, even if it's the best thing since sliced bread, you're you're going to have a hater out there. You're going to have a troll. And again, I'll say that statement again, if you're, you're not winning unless you have them, but uh, (laughs) don't let that deter you from going out there, pressing record and actually putting out your content, spreading your message. Those folks may actually be the criticism, criticism may be constructive Actually, uh, to kind of use what what Derek was saying, right? Actually, take it, evaluate it, and say this this may help me as well as I move move down my my journey. So, and and I know you you've got the thick skin, so you're not gonna let anyone get get underneath your skin and 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 deter you. So, take it take it for what it's worth, man. Go out there and create your content and and go along this journey. Uh, so we so we've talked a little bit about pre in terms of notes. In terms of uh, you know framework foundation, how we prepare content calendars going out there and, and and forecasting what we're doing for the next days, weeks, months, things of that nature. Uh, I've talked a little bit about infrastructure issues as they may arise, especially going live. And, and it's a whole different thing going live versus uh, video on demand as well. Right. Video on demand. Look, you you can chop that up in final cut or, or in what, whatever application that you, Adobe application, whatever you're using and make it look 100% perfect. But I love just the ad lib. On the spot right now. If something goes awry, I'm look. I'm not editing this at all. I, I just I love that aspect of going live. That's why, again, high percentage of what I do are are live streams. But let's talk a little bit about uh, that tech check though, because I think we 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 glossed over that. But there's still some some aspects of making sure that before you press record, maybe even after you unpress record, right after the show. What are the things that you do? pre-intra and post in terms of a technology check to make sure that your stream is going to be successful. Uh, Matt, we'll start with you.
1: Okay. If, if I could do a little bit of self-promotion,
0: let's do it, man.
1: (laughs) My to-do lists are free. If you sign up for my email newsletter, you can get them in an instant download. Um, so everything I'm about to talk about is documented. Just sign up for the email newsletter and you can get it. But, um, Hmm. for prepping for live. I will create a unique thumbnail. I'll do the marketing blasts all over the interwebs, turn on the studio lights. I'll confirm my audio. Cause I have a Roadcaster pro. It's pretty complicated and you know, make sure I'm unmuted. Turn off wifi reboot if needed. I don't always reboot, um, print my bulleted list. Cause I, I'll never go on, on air without one and I'll set my stream deck um there's a I have this sleep pretty fast um anyway I do that when I'm inside ecam I have eight things I do to make sure ecam is right because look I make a lot of content across a lot of 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 channels and I need different settings so it's never the same so this keeps me grounded I make sure I'm at 60 frames a second 8 uh 1080p Configure my copy paste doc before I print it because I, I got to have that. Um, I configure the countdown timer. I configure the scrolling type. I configure the bald spot cam. I've got a uh, a, a different camera that I use during the, my countdown timer. Um, the second monitor resolution I have to make sure is correct oh, because when I share my screen like this, I don't like to share my screen being my gargantuanly huge monitor because it makes everything smaller. So to be kind to my viewers, I, I anyways, I do that. And then I make sure the overlay lines up. This can't really tell, but, um, I don't, you hate when you're watching a a streamer and they go to read an article and then the paragraph of text that they're reading is half cut off by the frame of their overlay. Yes, It drives me nuts. I, I have a point to make sure everything's lined up perfectly to have the best experience. So that's my prep for live. Um, before I publish, I go through a lot of stuff. I you want me to run through them? It only takes a second.
0: Hold on. What's funny about that, let me just make sure, because the way, way I've got mine. line, let me make sure that that's perfectly, because I, I, I do kind of obsess about that as well. Yeah, so if I'm sharing a screen, everything that is supposed to be in view for folks to see Right. Because, again, we're, we're, we don't do this for, for us. We do it for you and for the community. So if we're sharing and talking about a story, we wanted to make sure that, it, that it's good for you. But, yeah, I, I do the exact same thing. OK.
1: Looking right. good, James.
2: Looking good, I'm man. Just,
0: just trying to make sure it's right. All right.
1: Hey, you know, you so got to go all out. Pre-warn everyone. Okay. This is going to sound like a lot of work. But listen, if you're making content, you got to put in the work. You just can't drop a live stream and then go say, away. So hold on.
0: Say that, say that one more time. There, say that, don't, yeah. don't gloss over that. Say that one more time
1: you have to put in the work because you just can't go live and then go away and expect to be successful. You got to do a lot of things before your stuff gets published. And after your stuff gets published, this is what I'm going into now. So this is if I have an edited video, not necessarily, some of this applies for live too, but this is for an edited video. This is what I do. Um, I do all the metadata, every piece of metadata. You can't ignore anything, title, description, keywords, cards, and screens and, closed captioning you got to do it folks you got to do it uh, there's a whole reason why we'll skip over that everything must be in a playlist um the thumbnail you have to create not only the thumbnail for the video you've got to create the square one for instagram you got it <laughs> you <laughs> yes, got to create a, a thumbnail for the for your blog without the logo in it because your blog already has the logo in the math. so you need to create all these little graphics in the. Sp- proper sizes. That's why Hootsuite tripped me up. Cause it tr- tried to jam one size fits all. And I, I have to, I have to learn how to push the buttons in Hootsuite, but that's what I ran into. Um, sometimes you should do a 30 second teaser video, do the email newsletter, draft my blog post, draft an instructable. If I'm doing something on my woodworking channel, there's a, a website teaches you step-by-step how to do stuff and, and then add my content to notion. And then after I publish it, now, this is where it really gets squirrely. Um, you, again, make sure it's in a playlist. Make sure you it's, there's a featured uh, video on your homepage of YouTube, because that's an old legacy feature, but it's still there. Yeah. You shouldn't ignore it. So I make sure the current video is featured. Um, I post my content all over the Facebook groups, the Twitters, the Instagram with the link in the bio. And I go on Patreon, I put a Patreon post, a blog post, sometimes LinkedIn. And then I'll post my Instructable live and then I'll send the email newsletter. It's got to go. You got to put in this work, folks. You got to put in this work. Yeah,
2: (laughs) (laughs) I was going to do it. I had my fingers (laughs) on a button and you did it for me anyway. So thank you. Thank you. And one more time, can I give you a preacher thing? Amen. Amen. So So amen.
0: There there is right there, folks, and, and I won't necessarily, I think we all kind of agree with that, but they're yeah. putting in the work, put, putting the work in, into the craft. If you're, if you're serious about this, yeah, you, you can't, again, a lot of times Not folks let, just yeah. say, put your phone yeah. out there in front of your face, press record and go live. Yeah, you can do that. But again, if this is something that you're passionate about, if this is something that you really want to start telling stories and, and having that engagement and building community, you got to put all of this work in. You, you just got to. There's there's no if, ands, or buts, and there's no shortcuts. Why are you going to shortcut yourself? Matt, that tech check that you have, is that something that's publicly accessible? Do you have that available somewhere yes, it's that, that folks can accessible? Can, uh, what can you have do is
1: it. you sign up for my email newsletter. And there you go. It was a plug again. It was like, a plug. Sign again. up. Yeah. Let me talk there to you. Is. Let me get that list. Get that. Beautiful. Awesome. Screen, screen cap that bad boy. Yeah, or or you can also go to allthingsyoutube.com and then scroll down to newsletter and click click the linky do and it'll send you because that's a bunch hey, of. Matt, cavali- let, let
2: me let me tag on you with that. The fact of my my wife or some of my friends would always say, "Well, how long does it actually take you just to do a two minute video?" I'm like, "You don't understand. It's three to four hours of prep before the two minute video. So you're yeah. talking probably two to four hours to produce a two minute video. Help me out, Matt Robert, to actually produce it with all the content, with all the research, with all to actually produce the content." for two minutes, it's probably at least two or three, at least two or three hours. If Making the thumbnail, doing all the prepper, like you said, Matt, putting all the metadata in, writing all the copy, finding all the images. That stuff just takes time. It's not just, you know, 10 minutes and you're done. It's just, Nothing's like that. So Matt
1: explained it so an, perfectly. An hour, I just give an, an a hour, a minute it. is a good day.
3: Yeah. Like an that hour hardly minute.
1: ever happens. Easy. And here's the other thing. Here's the other thing. I didn't even talk about this. You have that's to it. watch your content back. You have <laughs> yes, to watch your content true. back. Yeah. So if you do a 10 minute live, you gotta take 10 minutes and watch, and watch it all back. And you never not do it. <laughs> that's how you get better. Sure. You've that, got that, a that's a line. that's
0: a good non-assumption right there as well. Cause for like my audio podcasting, mean, a lot of times you hear folks that say they don't want to, they don't like listening to themselves or whatever, but you've got you to sit in the seat clean. of your your audience and, and mm-hmm. kind of get See what that intro sounds like. See what mm-hmm. what your your opening remarks sounds like. See what your guest sounds like and, and make sure that your levels are correct on your on your audio mm-hmm. mixer and things like awesome. that. These Change. are the things that you've just got to do. You got yeah, don't be deterred by these things. And we're saying that, yes, yeah, a lot of work. And if you want it to be high quality, you got to do yeah. these things. Now, if you just want to put something out there and you, you just want to. Put some video out there real quick and and, and share, uh, you know, you're out there traveling with your family and you just want to shoot some random video. Yeah, put that on Facebook. But if if you're trying to be serious out here in these content creation streets, Uh, uh, uh. do some of these things that we're talking about, folks. Yeah.
3: Yeah, yeah. He, he Matt, shows that
2: whole subject up those. So we 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 can leave that. Matt yeah, just that. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm not Her even going to
0: go into, into anything yeah. that I've got to say, but, <laughs> but I do want to see Matt, what.
2: Keep what... with the kibosh on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. Let me address I mean, this when... uh, right right here from, from Quint. Rules change pretty rapidly and randomly at times. Are there things that you do to make sure you don't get a strike or demonetize, including guests, or are certain streams worth risking it for? Man, that's a timely timely. Question that you have right here, because one of these gentlemen on this stream right now just got a strike for. Uh, well, well that part one, you got a strike for, right? Talk, talk a little bit about that.
3: Well, I mean, it's not really a strike; it was just more of. Oh, uh, you get a strike. What for, <laughs> what, with the with the, with that sound,
0: right? Yeah. Ex- well, explain no, the like, whole situation so so, so it's not. So what vague.
3: it is is that uh, a couple weeks ago when we when that happened I, Guest on the uh, James Show, uh, I used Restream pairs to be able to push the push James Show to be able to sh- shown on uh, Shalala Productions YouTube channel. So that way it helped expand the reach for James Show. But the thing was that some of the music was tied to James' program, and what I didn't know that he had. Uh, I keep saying epidural, but I meant to say Epidemic Sound. And, uh, and what it is is that that the saw the the audio is is uh, designated within James' channel not not my not my uh mm-hmm. production channel so when it goes through there's like a, a a copyright claim that was put on the the video i mean i could still play the video but i mean if i want to like monetize it that's where it can get problem and so mm-hmm. sure enough i i reached out to ReStream, and say hey you know do you guys have like any uh t- template forms i could use to be able to reach out to say hey you know uh, i got a strike and stuff like that said, so, well you have to go to the the end user to to be able to, to to resolve it i'm like end users yeah reach out to youtube i said well wait if the strike come from epidemic it's a matter of reaching out to epidemic to be able to explain the situation so i had to reach out to james say hey you know this is what happened and then i find out that it's it's a uh personal uh account not a commercial account where you're able to be able to to extend the the coverage there so so it's it's things like that to to be able to watch out for so that uh you can try to like head off that type of uh, potential problem before it ha- happens. Mm-hmm. Luckily, it's it's only a claim so that it, it, it doesn't mean that I can't play the video it's just more like on the monetizing s- side of it, where if, if I wanted to be able to monetize from that video, that's where it poses problem. Because it, uh, uh, not to say that I don't think I'm going to monetize it. But I mean, it's not <laughs> something that I anticipate is going to happen right away, uh, that it doesn't pose a challenge, but it does at least uh, for like next stream with another content creator or 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 what have you it's something to, to be aware of as far as I know uh you can only do uh one of three things one uh James had mentioned succinctly where if you just uh, make micro content of it you know that's yeah. something that should be a problem uh, another mm-hmm. thing is just that uh I think uh I had asked uh on luria's program on livestream pro she mentioned it's just a matter of, like if you have the if you also have an epic um epidemic sounds account just to be able to know like which tunes that you're playing so that so that you're uh, your subscription should be able to, to cover when the, the the music comes over uh, as as an option. Uh, and and the third is just a matter, of just kind of like if if you're able like the the get ahead of it in their pre production. Maybe it's just a matter of finding songs or music that may not uh, warrant a, a copyright claim. So so that just be um, an example yeah. of just things to watch out for for when you deal with a, such a, such challenges like that.
0: That's true. So, so, so to recap for, for, for you, Quint, really, and, and I think Matt said it best, right? Avoid it at all costs. Only use stuff, audio, images, videos that you own or are actually royalty free and copyright free. So within the YouTube environment, they actually have audio that is royalty free. There are a number of sites. We've mentioned Epidemic Sound. There, There's uh, Audi, Audio Eye or something like that. There's uh, there's a ton of yeah. other platforms as well that you pay for a subscription. So you actually own the the right to be able to post those on your channel. But I almost think that Restream didn't plan for this with pairs, right? Because again, since since I have that private license for the sound like everyone has heard in my intro and that you're going to hear in my outro as well, my channels are cleared for that. But yeah, when, when you're pairing that with, with other individuals and other creators them getting a strike because they don't explicitly say that you need to have that commercial license. I actually had to read in some very fine, fine print.
1: claim, <laughs> not a strike?
0: Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm, right. I meant to say claim. Yeah. Correct. So yeah. good distinction as well. Yeah. It, it was the, uh, the copyright claim, but Especially
2: the way you guys throw that out there. Um, You know, yeah. I did a, a live stream with someone else where I was taking their stream in and it was coming live off of my channel Yeah, and they were playing, regular jazz music from a bunch of different artists in an in a, uh, like a segue spot. And once the live stream was done, I got sent a message saying, Hey, this whole two hour video cannot be monetized because this split second of content was owned by, you know, Miles Davis, whoever the guy was, they were playing in the background, I think it was Brian Coberson matter of fact, which is a good friend of mine. So they, um, they said, Well, you can't use this spot of it. So I went into YouTube editor, which is in your YouTube studio, and just Took that part, the music out, and plus something else in there. Hit upload and back up, and they cleared it. So there are times when you can use the actual YouTube platform itself. go into YouTube Studio and yes. remove the spot that they're talking about without losing the entire video. Just a heads up for that. sm someone does that, yeah, have to the do, the, do the. I so think it's the, think the trim
0: uh, within the customization piece. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
2: that's that's there for you just in case. Yeah, and and thanks, yeah.
0: Matt, for for clarifying my my word there. Yeah, claim versus a strike. A strike is definitely not what you want. The claim is just really a, a warning, and you don't want to get too many warnings, or, and then you start getting getting really really looked at negatively. But yeah, the claim is is more try, of the warning. Try kind having of
1: thing. a a music channel. I get copyright claimed left and right, <laughs> and I'm not using the recorded song. I'm I'm performing it with all my own instruments. It's they still get you because. Copyright is the actual published work and it's the melody. There's two parts to it and
0: they get you. So. Got
3: gotcha. you. The only thing I would add is like if for a project that we had to do early in the summer and it was like a, a live performance and they would use copyrighted music and now we can't, like, like we all know, you can't have that going on in a live stream. So luckily, uh, during like the, the pre production uh, meeting, that we we're able to say, hey, you know, there's gonna, there's some sections that we can't play the music because uh, you don't want to have like a a cop, you don't want to have a strike on on your videos. So we had to like uh, time it so that before the music would go on, we'd have to cut the audio. And then at least alert the audience to know that hey, you know, for this portion of, of the of the video that we're streaming, we had the mute just because that there's music they're mm-hmm. playing that we don't have the rights to. So so sometimes it's just a matter of just being upfront with the audience so that they know what's going on, so that they know it's not a tech tech problem, but just more of a, a copyright issue. And most cases that the the audience understand because either they're fellow streamers or just aware of the situation that they're okay with it. So so it's 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 just a more of a, a point of just I'm a big big uh uh advocate of a pre-production planning and everything like that, that you can catch a lot of these things so that it it avoids the uh, ability of losing anything that's left on top of your head here. So,
0: All of us low, low. uh, That's why I normally wear a hat. I'm surprised I'm not wearing a hat here. You guys are seeing too much. I I shaved for you guys, right? You know, know, I actually cleaned (laughs) up this a little. little That's okay. Hopefully that was informative. Thanks, thanks Quint, for chiming in. That was a great question that, that needed to be had. I tell you what, I, I want to still have a conversation about one last topic, and it kind of culminates what we've all talked about. We talked about pre, we talked about intro, we talked about post, but getting all of those individuals that you want to talk to, those individuals, that, those people that you want to have a conversation with, how do you bring them into your, your ecosystem, into your environment? How do you schedule all of that? Right. Do you again, is, is it just simple as picking up the phone? Is it just as simple as sending out an email? Is it sending a, a link to a, a calendaring service, a pointly, calendly, uh, w- whatever the case may be? What What do you guys use? And I'll, I'll go backwards this time and I'll start with you, Derek. Uh,
2: I, I wish I was as good as y'all and use <laughs> calendary because I, I love that app. I, I've seen a lot of the creators use it. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to have to jump on that because I'm still old school. I'll, I'll send a an email over, hey, do you have a moment when we can chat? Uh, and what I'll do normally is send them three times they can choose. I've got time here, here, and here. Can choose a time that works for you. And usually they'll come back without. When you give someone choices, they at least choose one. Yeah. So if you, if you just say, hey, when you have time, you'll never hear back. So it's always, hey, I'd love to hear from you. Do you have time here, here, here? and we can chat about these three or four bullet points and out. I try not to make the emails long. Because as you all know, we're all know, we don't have time to read some seven page paragraph about why you want to talk to me. Just give me the input. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Here's the bullet points, which of these times work, and I'm out. Gotcha. Uh, and that that seemed to make it faster. But I think calendary is is a great application. I think that's a one I'm going to be checking out soon
0: yeah I, I i use it and then after you guys go i shall pull up my page just to show how how kind of straightforward it is to, from uh deployment on, on my side what about you robert um i
3: don't know why i'm blanking out here
0: uh yeah you, you look like you you completely were, were, were somewhere else are, are we, are we,
3: <laughs> i was trying to follow along with it is, is like,
0: nap time okay. there for you sir you know
3: <laughs> you know i mean exactly you just kind of like uh blanking out here um I might, <laughs> I'm, I'm at the punt just cause I'm, I'm trying to blank guys. Uh,
0: no, no worries, it, sir. No worries, sir. What about, what about you, Matt? What do, What do you use for, for scheduling your, oh, well, again, you only do it once a year.
1: I do like calendarly though. That's a great service to find the time that works against multiple people. Mm-hmm. It does. But, um, I, I like the one man streaming. Uh, then no one lets you down if it's only mm-hmm.
0: you. That's, oh, look at that. You know, one yeah. throat to choke. They're kind of, well, is, uh, is, it, is it PC to <laughs> say it's that? i kind of sure a lot there. Yeah, Matt. I probably should. <laughs> I'll, I'll edit that out. Yeah. I, I probably should.
1: <laughs> do. No. Oh, man. I day. That's a great service though. Calendarly. They've got something good going on there.
0: Yeah. So, so here's mine, right? I, I have three items on, in my calendarly, right? I've, I've got an option for you to book me 45 minutes for a consultation. And that one's that's actually a, a paid engagement. So I've got, I've got a link to Stripe and PayPal. So type, type in your credit card information, whatever the case may be. And you can, you can book me for, for those types of conversations to be on one of the lives, uh, this specific calendar right here will go out. It's an hour long session, and there's there's workflows built into Calendly that actually will say, "Give me your bio, give me your headshot, give me your your social media links," and you can't actually submit without putting in that information, right? So, so yeah, you can't just, you can't just halfway give me the information that it's going to be needed anyway during the conversation. So, I actually mm-hmm. have those built into the <laughs> workflow. And then, you know, just for for a quick 15 minute meeting or something. Right. I've got those as well. It's integrated with Zoom. It's integrated with Google Meet. Love, love all of those capabilities as well. (laughs) But one thing that that they just launched, which will be uh, important to you, Derek, that you were just talking about meeting polls.
2: Yeah. man. So
0: there's a thing right there of being able to say um, I want to give a certain number of days and times. I don't want to share my calendar here just on on the line. Yeah, but, we, we know but, about James. Uh, now. we got you. Yeah, we know but, where you're gonna be at tomorrow. Yeah, I don't I, I, I don't want I want to see that. that. And yeah. It may be some some Christmas shopping <laughs> things that I don't want the kids to see. But but meeting polls just launched, right? So again you're you're able to now schedule and say, these are the, the time frames that I'm available. If these meet with, match with your schedule as well, put it in and, and check off and yeah. say, Yeah, I can meet here. I can meet here and then I can turn that into an actual meeting, a live cast. Uh, meeting or a consultation, so Canaly sure. is great. Uh, not, I'm not an affiliate, so I'm not getting paid for any conversation. If you if you sign up for it, it's just a great, great service that's really robust. There's a tons of other ones out there, but this one has a lot of, a lot of uh, software development around it, and they continue to evolve and continue to innovate. So that's that's, that's good stuff. So, folks, we did it. I, anyway. I think we touched we touched on a lot of fun, fantastic stuff. Gave folks some some good insight into the world and the mind of a content creator (laughs) the fact that we are chock full of crazy but we we do it because we love it and we we do it because again we like sharing stories and we like hearing people tell their their stories and we love just contributing to the community so let me let me do this kind of in closing and i'm gonna go around and i'll start with uh uh, we'll go Robert. We'll go Matt, and then we'll go Derek. Tell folks where they can find you and what you're working on, and uh, if there's any social link that you'd like to talk about specifically um, in your in your closing remarks.
3: Thanks, James. Uh, you're not you're my, not still blanking is... out, are you? No, I was just <laughs> to say, uh, calendarly was the answer for the earlier question. I just I don't know why. <laughs> and too bad you're not you're not you're not getting an affiliate link with it because I would have you know. But anyway, to to your point. Uh, in terms of where folks can hit me uh, you can either you can if you're on LinkedIn you can connect me with it there just send a request uh, you can also find me on Instagram uh, I do have a Twitter account It's also share the same share name and on the YouTube channel you can just drop me a message there as well uh, where you can find me on the social medias uh, so just uh, you know just uh, welcome the, the help as as best I can. Or if you just, uh, want to like, uh, give a shout out as to like, what do you think of the, the program? Cause I'd love to hear what folks are th- seeing and thinking.
0: you love it. Thank you, sir. Mr. Haas.
3: All
1: things, youtube.com. That's my website. I gotta get website. me some of
0: those. I gotta make some of those little, he so good. On it.
1: but Hey, <laughs> so also jealous. I have this Facebook group. Um, go ahead and request access. I'll approve you. We've got a thriving community of people trying to, uh, boost their business success on YouTube. So that's there for you as well. And I'm all over the interwebs. If you want to see all my channels at one go, you can go to wizardofhas.com, h-a-a-s.com, and then you'll get all my YouTubes there. But yeah, that's that's where you find everything that you need.
0: You're a special guy. (laughs) You're going uh, to so you're gonna have man. to have to match that energy <laughs> right there, Derek, what you got?
1: I'm just so jelly
2: for Matt. He's got all the cool <laughs> props. I just wasn't prepared. I feel bad. So <laughs> for me, and if you want to be inspired or motivated or uplifted, uh, please stop by the Beautiful Now Project. So it's as simple as you see there, YouTube.com, the Beautiful Now Project. There's three segments there that may be able to. To encourage you, there's one called Chasing the Impossible, which talks to celebs and people that have walked through some crazy stories and journeys to tell you no matter what you're going through, no matter what you're chasing, you can get there, too. There's another segment called Beautiful Now Live, and that's the topical thing where I talk to other people and guests about things that are topical and relevant to you and your community. And then, of course, we try to break down and give you just two-minute interviews with different people across the planet. So there's lots of encouraging content there. Oh, I'm sorry, and Life Hacks, uh, which is a two-minute motivational video that you get every Monday if you come and sign in. Uh, and it's just packing the code to a beautiful life one video at a time. Super small points to just kind of get your brain going. How can I better my life in a small way? So that's what I do on my channel. Would love to see you. Stop by and subscribe. I'm almost at 2,000. Love to have you there. Maybe you could give the 2,000 subscriber and win some free stuff. So let's see what's going on.
0: I love it brother well and speaking of celebrities we got we just saw Miss Eileen Smith jump, jump in the room there so we, we, we got to give some shouts out Celeb to, to, to miss Eileen Smith in the building so love love that um, not leaving you out to venture forward we saw you too so we, we want to give you some shouts out that <laughs> but we, we we've got to talk to miss Eileen as well so gentlemen thank you very much thank you for all of your time thank you for the information I again I think this is conversation needed to happen i think folks really yes. got some value out of it may want to do something different if we decide to do like a part three kind of kind of focus in on on one of those kind of pillars right on on either the production the tool the best practice or the ideas because again these conversations need to happen as opposed to just always assuming that folks know how to do it now, you can't sure. just tell someone to go fire up a youtube channel and just go go have at it the coaching the conversation the how-to from folks who are already out there doing it really i think matters and uh these three gentlemen right here know what they're talking about so i have no problems with pointing someone to matt robert or or derek in terms of if they need some assistance so that being said you guys be good don't eat too much it's the weekend derek put down the glass of wine
2: um hey it's empty i need some more now it's already empty oh my god
0: i don't know what to say (laughs) folks be good take care of yourself we are out (laughs)